This sort of puts the lie to those who say that God wants you to be materially rich, doesn't it? It's the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California. And podcasting since 2004, I am your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. Today is Prophecy Friday, and we'll begin the last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation. We'll read chapters 1 through 6. The website is lifespringmedia.com, and I'll have contact information at the end of the show. Before we read, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our time together, and we pray that as we open this book of Revelation, you'll teach us. You'll help us to understand what's there. It seems like such a mysterious book, and so we need your Holy Spirit to understand. We pray you'll help us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin. The book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible that promises a blessing for those who read it out loud and who hear and eat it. Listen to the first three verses of chapter 1 from the English Standard Version. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to the servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. The John mentioned in verse 1 is the Apostle John, John the one who Jesus loved, John the brother of James. Jesus called James and John Boanerges, the sons of thunder. John, the disciple who was at the foot of the cross with Mary, the mother of Jesus, when Jesus was crucified, and into whose care Jesus placed his mother on that day. John, the writer of the Gospel of John, the three epistles bearing his name, and this, the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1 This is the revelation that God gave to Jesus Christ. Jesus shows those who serve God what will happen soon. God made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. John gives witness to everything he saw. The things he gives witness to are God's word and what Jesus Christ has said. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. Blessed are those who hear it and think everything it says is important. The time when these things will come true is near. I, John, am writing this letter. I am sending it to the seven churches in Asia Minor. May grace and peace come to you from the one who is and who was and who will come. May grace and peace come to you from the seven spirits who are in front of God's throne. May grace and peace come to you from Jesus Christ. What Jesus gives witness to can always be trusted. He was the first to rise from the dead. He rules over the kings of the earth. Give glory and power to the one who loves us. He has set us free from our sins by pouring out his blood for us. He has made us members of his royal family. He has made us priests who serve his God and Father. Give him glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he's coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him will see him. All the nations of the earth will be sad because of him. This really will happen. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, and who was, and who will come. I am the Mighty One. I, John, am a believer like you. I am a friend who suffers like you. 
As members of Jesus' royal family, we can put up with anything that happens to us. I was on the island of Patmos because I taught God's word and what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit took complete control of me on the Lord's day. I heard a loud voice behind me that sounded like a trumpet. The voice said, Write on a scroll what you see. Send it to the seven churches in Asia Minor. They are Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see who was speaking to me. When I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. In the middle of them was someone who looked like a son of man. He was dressed in a long robe with a gold strip of cloth around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet were like bronze metal glowing in a furnace. His voice sounded like rushing waters. He held seven stars in his hand. Out of his mouth came a sharp sword that had two edges. His face was like the sun shining in all of its brightness. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. Then he put his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and hell. So write down what you have seen. Write about what is happening now and what will happen later. Here is what the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand means. They are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven golden lampstands you saw stand for the seven churches. Revelation chapter 2 Here is what I command you to write to the church in Ephesus. Here are the words of the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. He also walks among the seven golden lampstands. He says, I know what you're doing. You work long and hard. I know you can't put up with those who are evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not. You have found out that they are liars. You have been faithful and have put up with a lot of trouble because of me. You have not given up. But here is something I hold against you. You don't have as much love as you had at first. Remember how far you have fallen. Turn away from your sins. Do the things you did at first. If you don't, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you do have this in your favor. You hate the way the Nicolaitans act. I hate it too. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. I will allow those who overcome to eat from the tree of life in God's paradise. Here is what I command you to write to the church in Smyrna. Here are the words of the one who is the first and the last. He is the one who died and came to life again. He says, I know that you suffer and are poor, but you are rich. Some people say they are Jews, but are not. I know that their words are evil. Their worship is satanic. Don't be afraid of what you're going to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you. You will be treated badly for ten days. Be faithful even if it means you must die. Then I will give you a crown. The crown is life itself. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Those who overcome will not be hurt at all by the second death. Here is what I command you to write to the church in Pergamum. Here are the words of the one with the sharp sword that has two edges. He says, I know that you live where Satan has his throne, but you remain true to me. You did not give up your faith in me, 
even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness. He was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. But I have a few things against you. You have people there who follow the teaching of Balaam. He taught Balak to lead the people of Israel into sin. So they ate food that had been offered to statues of gods, and they committed sexual sins. You also have people who follow the teaching of the Nicolaitans. So turn away from your sins. If you don't, I will come to you soon. I will fight against those people with the sword that comes out of my mouth. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. I will give hidden manna to those who overcome. I will also give each of them a white stone with a new name written on it. Only the one who receives that name will know what it is. Here is what I command to you to write to the church in Thyatira. Here are the words of the Son of God. He is the one whose eyes are like blazing fire. His feet are like polished bronze. He says, I know what you're doing. I know your love and your faith. I know how well you have served. I know you don't give up easily. In fact, you are doing more now than you did at first. But here is what I have against you. You put up with that woman Jezebel. She calls herself a prophet. With her teaching, she has led my servants into sexual sin. She has tricked them into eating food offered to statues of gods. I've given her time to turn away from her sinful ways, but she doesn't want to. She sinned on a bed, so I will make her suffer on a bed. And those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly. Their only way out is to turn away from what she taught them to do. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches hearts and minds. I will pay each one of you back for what you have done. I won't bother the rest of you in Thyatira. You don't follow the teaching of Jezebel. You haven't learned what some people call Satan's deep secrets. Just hold on to what you have until I come. I'll give authority over the nations to all who overcome and who carry out my plans to the end. It is written, He will rule them with an iron rod. He will break them to pieces like clay pots. I have received this authority from my Father. I will also give the morning star to all who overcome. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3 Here is what I command you to write to the church in Sardis. Here are the words of the one who holds the seven spirits of God. He has the seven stars in his hand. He says, I know what you're doing. People think you're alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what is left, or it will die. You have not done all that my God wants you to do. So remember what you have been taught and heard. Obey it. Turn away from your sins. If you don't wake up, I will come like a thief. You won't know when I will come to you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have kept their clothes clean. They will walk with me, dressed in white, because they are worthy. Those who overcome will also be dressed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life. I will speak of them by name to my Father and His angels. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Here is what I command you to write to the church in Philadelphia. Here are the words of the one who is holy and true. He holds the key of David. No one can shut what he opens, and no one can open what he shuts. He says, I know what you were doing. Look, I have put an open door in front of you. No one can shut it. I know that you don't have much strength, but you have obeyed my word. You have not said no to me. 
Some people claim they are Jews but are not. They are liars. Their worship is from Satan. I will make them come and fall down at your feet. I will make them say in public that I love you. You have kept my command to put up with anything that happens. So I will keep you from the time of suffering that is going to come to the whole world. I will test those who live on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have. Then no one will take away your crown. I'll see to it that those who overcome will be pillars in the temple of my God. They will never leave it again. I will write the name of my God on them. I will write the name of the city of my God on them. This is the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. I will also write my new name on them. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Here is what I command to you to write to the church in Laodicea. Here are the words of the one who is the Amen. What he gives witness to is faithful and true. He rules over what God has created. He says, I know what you are doing. I know you aren't cold or hot. I wish you were either one or the other. But you are lukewarm. You aren't hot or cold. So I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I've become wealthy and don't need anything. But you don't realize how pitiful and miserable you've become. You are poor, blind, and naked. So here's my advice. Buy from me gold made pure by fire. Then you will become rich. Buy from me white clothes to wear. Then you'll be able to cover your shameful nakedness. And buy from me healing lotion to put on your eyes. Then you'll be able to see. I correct and train those I love. So be sincere and turn away from your sins. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If any of you hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with you, and you will eat with me. I'll give those who overcome the right to sit with me on my throne. In the same way, I overcame. Then I sat down with my father on his throne. Those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 4 After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center, around the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to Him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. 
For you created all things, and by your will they were created, and have their being. Revelation chapter 5 Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides, and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The Lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Revelation chapter 6 Then I saw when the Lamb broke one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying as with a voice of thunder, Come! I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. When he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come! And another, a red horse, went out. And to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. When he broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come. I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not damage the oil and the wine. When the Lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come. I looked, and behold, an ashen horse, and he who sat on it had the name Death, and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to him over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword and with famine, and with pestilence, and by the wild beasts of the earth. When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God, and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, 
How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And there was given to each of them a white robe, and they were told that they should rest for a little while longer, until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were to be killed, even as they had been, would be completed also. I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree casts its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Then the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the commanders, and the rich and the strong, and every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath is come, and who is able to stand? I have several comments today. In Revelation 1, John is either shown a vision of heaven or he's taken there. We really can't tell from his description. And when he is there, a voice tells him to write down what he sees. And when he turns to see who was speaking to him, he sees someone who looked like a son of man. But he didn't know who it was, and no wonder. John says he was dressed in a long robe with a gold strip of cloth around his waist. The hair on his head was white, like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet were like bronze metal glowing in a furnace. His voice sounded like rushing waters. He held seven stars in his right hand. Out of his mouth came a sharp sword that had two edges. His face was like the sun shining in all of its brightness. <laughs> well, what did you do if you saw someone or something like that? You'd probably do what John did. He fainted. But this awe-inspiring person puts his right hand on John and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys to death and hell. It was Jesus, the same Jesus he had spent all that time with those many years ago. And he told John not to be afraid. Despite his appearance, in spite of the fact that he holds the keys to death and hell, he tells John not to be afraid. If we, beloved, are in Christ Jesus, if we are his, we have no cause for fear. We don't need to fear what is in the past. We don't need to fear what is in the present, and we don't need to fear what is in the future. We are his. We are in him, and he is in us. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Do not be afraid. Now, in chapter 2 and 3, the Lord told John to write to the seven churches which were spoken of in the first chapter as the seven golden lampstands. Well, what does a lampstand do? It brings light into darkness, and the church is meant to bring light into a dark world. As we read here in chapters 2 and 3, each of the seven churches is singled out by Jesus, and he has a message for each. Of the seven, only two receive commendations with no negative comments. These two are the Philadelphian church and the church at Smyrna. Jesus says that he knows that the church at Smyrna is suffering and is poor. But he tells them, you are rich. Now, how could they be rich if they were poor and suffering? Well, because they're faithful. 
This sort of puts the lie to those who say that God wants you to be materially rich, doesn't it? It puts the lie to those who say that God will bring prosperity to your church if you're pleasing Him, doesn't it? The Philadelphian church is similar to the church at Smyrna in that Jesus says, I know that you don't have much strength. Then He says, But you have obeyed my word. You have not said no to me. Several years ago, I read a book by Henry Blackaby that changed my life. I've told you about it before, but for those that haven't heard, it's actually a Bible study called Experiencing God. And the thing that changed my life was this. The author, Henry Blackaby, said that one of the things that we can do to please God is to decide in advance to say yes to whatever he asks of you. Don't wait until he asks. Trust that he is loving and faithful and able to manage your life infinitely better than you can. Then decide that whatever he asks you to do will be for his glory and will be the right thing to do. Well, the Philadelphian church might not have had much strength, but they never said no to God. The remaining five churches all had serious problems, but each were given a those who overcome promise and a warning of those who have ears should listen to what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Beloved, until Jesus returns, it is never too late to turn back to Him, but we must listen and hear. Now, in regards to Revelation 4 and 5, did you have a picture in your mind's eye of God the Father? Did it look at all like what John described? Listen again. He wrote, at once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Huh. God the Father is a spirit. He doesn't have a material body, so John couldn't describe him as looking like a man. Somehow, he looked as if he gleamed like precious stones. Jasper is a stone that can have several different colors. Some are red, some are yellow, some are green, and rarely they're blue. Some are opaque, some are translucent, some are transparent. Rubies can be red, orange-yellow, green-blue, or violet. Some are deeply colored, some are more pale. Emeralds range from yellow-green to blue-green, and they also vary in the intensity of their color. The point is that God must be, of course, incredible to look at. Someone that I can't even really begin to imagine, can you? And then John describes the worship that takes place around the throne. Now, I have been in some astonishingly uplifting and joyous worship services, and the worship that John described around the throne is something that I'm really looking forward to seeing and participating in. What a place heaven must be! And then chapter 6. The first seal. A person riding a white horse. He wears a crown, and he goes out conquering and to conquer. Now, some people think that the white represents purity and the writer is Jesus, but in reality, this is not Jesus, but the Antichrist. When you look at the results of this writer's rule, that fact becomes clear. And then the next three seals bring judgment on the earth. The second seal brings a rider on a red horse, and red is the color of blood, and the rider brings war. The third seal brings a rider on a black horse, signifying famine. And the fourth seal brings a rider on a pale horse, which is death. These three seals represent war and famine and death, and they come to the earth in short order, one after the other. The fifth seal shows the martyrs at the feet of Jesus, asking him when their deaths will be avenged. The sixth seal brings terror to the earth, starting with an earthquake. 
All men, everywhere, hide themselves, trying to escape the wrath of the Lamb. Beloved, this time is coming. Jesus said that no one knows the day or the hour. He said that only the Father knows that time. But He did tell us the signs to look for. And as I look around, the signs are here now like never before. One of the signs was that it would be as it was in the days of Noah. Well, what was it like then? People were doing as they saw right. They lived as if there was no God. They didn't care about God. They didn't think about God. Well, when you throw God out, there are no more standards. Everyone chooses for themselves what is right. Doesn't that sound just a little bit familiar? It sounds like today to me. This time of judgment is coming to the earth as surely as the sun rises in the morning. And even if it isn't tomorrow or next year or in the next thousand years, each of us will face our own individual judgment. Will that be a day of fear or will it be a day of rejoicing? As long as you are able to draw breath, it's up to you what that day will be like. If you reject Jesus, there will be terror. If you accept him, it will be a glorious day. What will it be for you? Are you looking forward to the Lord's return? If you have thoughts or questions, let me hear from you. Send a boost to Graham or call the LifeSpring family hotline or go to the comments page or write an email. I'll tell you how at the end of the show. Tomorrow will be Epistle Saturday and we'll continue in the book of Acts with the reading of chapters 21 and 22. LifeSpringMedia.com slash support Sunday will be our next time of prayer together, so if you have a praise report or a prayer request, send it to me. I'll pray for you in my quiet time, and I'll share it on the show. As always, I invite your comments and your questions. There are several ways to get in touch with me. You can send a Boostergram using a modern podcast app from podcastapps.com. Or call the LifeSpring family hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven. If you have a prayer request or a praise report, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. You'll find an easy to fill out form there. And if you have a comment or a question for me, go to comment.lifespringmedia.com. You can send an email to me too, steve at lifespringmedia.com. Thanks to the team, Sister Denise, Michael Hayner, Scott Snyder, Jason Paschal, and Sister Brittany. Our show art today is from Jason Paschal. Beloved, thanks for being here today. I'm glad we got to spend this time together. And I'm looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. I'm already counting down the hours. Until then, may God bless you richly. I'm Steve Webb. Bye. The LifeSpring Media family of programs are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you.